I could get used to anything Like the holes in my shoes Or the talking blues Or the way that I feel After too much booze I choose I could get used to anything Like having a love of my own Or being completely alone everybody this is frisky morris sessions with another episode of my journey to lansing michigan uh with frisky morris invades gtg fest we are at the actual venue we're at avenue cafe in lansing michigan where the first two nights of the festival are being held i am here with matt wixon correct not yep. wixon <laughs> wixon and uh, the Flying Circus, and they're playing tonight a little bit later, kind of like midway through the night, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and what you play in the band? Uh, I'm Josh, I play bass. Hi, I'm Matt Wixon, I sing and play guitar. Uh, I'm Mike Land, and I'm the drummist. Hell yeah, so I always start these off with kind of an origin story. How do you guys know each other? Uh, and kind of more importantly, how did you guys decide to play the type of music that you play? Just right off the bat, hard-hitting questions. <laughs> so I was a solo performer for a while, for like five years or so before we started this band. And kind of just playing acoustic music uh, that was a lot of ska, some folk punk kind of stuff. Okay. Some that was just whatever. Uh, and I used to play a lot of shows with other ska bands, and the two of my bandmates now both played in a couple of ska bands together as a drum and bass combo. And at some point, I think it was Josh's idea was just like, hey, you should have a band. Me and Mike should be in your band. And so we just decided <laughs> to schedule a practice. And I think that's how we ended up as a band. Yeah, it's been going pretty, uh, I don't know. It's going. It's, it's going. going. Uh, six years deep. Yeah, about yeah. six years, a little over six years. Yeah. Uh, we actually, when we started, we tried to play ska music. 
in like a Slacker's Hubcat sort of way. Okay. And it wasn't working at all. <laughs> it was, yeah. And like, and like, we could have just toughed it out and ended up as a Scott band, but like, I didn't want to be in a shitty Scott band. Sure. So I was like, yeah. well, I've also got. There's this, enough of those. There's enough. <laughs> like, we, we, we've got the quota met. And yeah. <laughs> well, and right around that time, like, Matt, Matt's much Matt's, Matt's, Matt's older. Than much, uh, much older. Much, <laughs> much older. I went those. to high school with their parents. There you go. Um, and uh, we had just got, we had just graduated high school like maybe six, seven months prior or so. You guys were kids. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Matt uh, introduced us to like Against Me and Andrew Jackson Jihad and Frank Turner. Oh dang, and, yeah. And all these Some like, solid, yeah, yeah. Like good songwriting. So Stuff that kind of influenced the stuff of mine that I was writing that wasn't stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, here's some other stuff we could listen to, and here's some songs I wrote. Maybe we can do these instead. Yeah. So we did, we tried some of that kind of stuff, like open chord kind of, you know, folky punk. Translating your acoustic stuff into like what it would sound like plugged in with a couple more instruments. And that sounded way better. Yeah. (laughs) And so we kind of started with that. We're kind of, we've kind of drifted away from quote unquote folk punk. over the last couple of years, and now we're kind of all over the place. Like anything, anything. I, I started using the term pan punk, like all the punk. Yeah. Because we, we play stuff that sounds like a bunch of different bands, but I think it all kind of is grounded in whatever my songwriting style yeah. is, and whatever our playing style is. So. Do you feel that with that kind of philosophy to the songwriting process, do you get people that say that like every song is completely different, or do, can you are you able to play those different styles but still have kind of a theme of like even though these may not be the same exact type of punk every song, it still is threaded through like a common sound. I think we have our own brand of like irreverence toward. Uh, <laughs> we've got our own brand of, of like humor and how we carry ourselves. So like even though we play different genres, it definitely still sounds like us. Yeah, and it sounds like we managed to fuck it up just right. <laughs> Yeah. Where it always sounds like right? us. It sounds, yeah. Uh, perfect Mike, and perfect. Mike, Mike is a very good drummer. Josh and I, I don't mean to insult Josh, we're not the, <laughs> we're, we're not virtuosos on our instruments, yeah. by any means. Mo, mo, we, we play them, but we write parts to our own ability. Uh-huh. Our own ability is pretty specifically narrow. Sure. So it still sounds like it's our ability playing some version of No Effects. Or some version of Frank Turner. It's basically yeah. just like or, a singer-songwriter vibe, but with like punk backing music. Like, that's how I imagine. The yeah. Band a a lot yeah. of how our music is, like it, a lot of the songs, and it's not always the case, but a lot of our songs start off as way slower and folkier songs. Okay. And we end up punking them out. It's usually Josh's idea, like, hey, I like this song, that's really depressing, we should do that song. <laughs> or just during practice, he slowly picks the tempo up, like, yeah. little by little. And so, in, in a way, like, we, I almost feel like we're kind of a cover band. We're, like, we're a punk band doing covers of, like, kind of country-ish, folk-ish songs. Yeah. And, and it happens to be that I wrote them, but, like, the, the band kind of turns them into something other than what they were, were originally. Sure. So we kind of have that vibe. We're definitely playing 
punk music, but they're not really punk songs. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, the yeah. music is just background music. It's mostly a vehicle for the, the idea of the song, you know? The yeah. lyrics. I, I personally like listening to solo stuff a lot more than in my car. <laughs> I like listening to those recordings, but then you, when it translates to on stage, I don't know, there's like an energy with the full band and it, it just does so well. And you know, like the perfect example is like, if I wanna, I'll bring it back to like Against Me, right? Like so, they did uh, Reinventing Axl Rose, right? And then they did that acoustic EP where yeah. like a lot of the songs were from Reinventing Axl Rose, but you listen to that, you can listen to those songs side by side and it's like a completely different experience. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd wanna go see Against Me live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's depressing to watch it on stage alone, really. Like, it sounds great, but you want to cry. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was discussing this with another friend actually yesterday uh, who is thinking about going from a solo artist into kind of starting a band. Yeah. And I was telling her, uh, like, yeah, like, it's a lot more fun to play as a band. Yeah. But the meaning of the songs kind of gets washed out. And so, like, I feel like when I, like, especially, like, lately when I'm playing solo sets here and there still, I really go for, like, sadness. Like, yeah. I really just want to bump people out. <laughs> because, like, I really want to feel like, I, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a great musician, but I think I'm a really good songwriter. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with saying that. And, like, lyrically uh, and stuff like right. that. When like, I, I feel more, like I, there's something yeah. to say in a lot of the songs. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, like, a, 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 an opinion or an emotion or whatever. And when it's stripped down, the emotion is, like, right front and center. Yeah. Whereas with the band, it's a lot more fun, even though they're still kind of depressing songs. <laughs> yeah. And so you can have fun when you're doing it, and maybe it worms your way in, like, accidentally when you're bopping along, and you suddenly realize, oh, like, he, he was going through some shit. Yeah. That's... <laughs> There's, there's there's different levels, I guess. Yeah. Different experiences. Now, you guys are put something out with Community Records and kind of have a relationship with them down yeah. in New Orleans. How did that relationship kind of start? And how was that? Was it something where they reached out to you, you reached out to them? Complete, uh, complete nepotism. Yeah. It, it's, we got grandfathered in. You look at those bands, and they are all way better than us. <laughs> none, none of those bands sound like us, really. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, again, most of them are better. And, and I mean, just from, like, a standpoint of, especially, like, local bands have such a hard time getting on local labels yeah. as it is, to have well, someone from, like, down in New Orleans, which I've heard is, like, impossible to book. Yeah. So it's, like, even hard to, like, play the, your the, label's hometown. The, the way it all worked out is back when I was a solo musician, I made friends with a lot of the bands. <laughs> that were like the foundational core okay. of, the, of the record label including the guys that ended up starting it and they had been bouncing ideas for a while about hey we kind of want to start a label and just get all of our friends on it and I was one of the friends that's awesome so they ended up the first thing that was that had my name on it that came out was like a kind of like a compilation of solo rep, a solo songs that I was like these are worth like actually saving the rest of it can just disappear into history sure uh, so there's like you know 20 something songs or like these are what I think should survive and then when we started the band they were like we'll still work with the band too I'm like all right so I guess we're oh, in. yeah and <laughs> we're in as long as it's, I, I can't speak for them. As far as I know, we're in as long as we're interested in being in. Like, yeah. we're, we're part of the Community Records family now, and 
they are on our side. Do you feel that playing shows now, having that name and being part of that family, is there a clear difference where you have more people recognize you more or there's more kind of notoriety because you're on a label like that? Or do you, with like playing the shows in Michigan or in the Midwest, it doesn't hold as true? It definitely does actually help kind of boost our esteem or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, just being on like their samplers that they put out every year or so. Uh, gets our name out to a lot of places where like we may not have been there but people that know us because of community records yeah uh, it's like hitting the road especially as like a DIY band that's a DIY label that connects to other DIY people yeah and that helps out hell yeah now I know too in like the description of what you guys are as well as like the pan punk there's the kind of queer core thing uh, talk a little bit about how like that side of like the punk rock community kind of like plays into your band's ethos or you guys as people. I have no idea how to answer that. I don't know what I just think. Ultimately, it's it's just human experience and and I think I think. Uh, I mean, Matt's gay. I'm the gay one. Matt's gay, <laughs> but between Josh and I, I, I mean, I'll speak. I guess I'll say like. We all go through. We all go through terrible things. Yeah. And to be gay in America is is not easy. And I guess uh, we're empathetic to that situation, and we just want to help as best we can. And you know, we ended up with Matt, who's like a phenomenal songwriter, and just like still like his songs like speak to my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's a lot about that. Yeah, because I know in Chicago we have like festivals that are specifically for like tra like LGBTQ community, like minority, like That's punk festivals, stuff like that. Yeah, well, I'll definitely get you in contact with them. It's uh, C I M something, uh, but it's like a music festival similar to this, where it's like just all like what have you in terms of the song of like the subgenre realm but like coming together for like that common belief and like supporting everyone and i think it's fucking awesome so yeah i'll definitely guys we, get uh, you guys hooked sure. up with that but for, i mean like for as much as we try to uh we try to stay as involved with the community as possible i mean like over the years we've played uh, benefits for there's uh, affirmations which takes in um LGBT youth who are uh, LGBTQ youth who are uh, uh, displaced, displaced out of their homes because of because of it's not affirmations, it's a Ruth Ellis Center. Huh? Ruth Ellis Center. Ruth Ellis affirmations. Not affirmations. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess affirmations I, is a different gay organization. <laughs> um, I mean, and we are, we were also involved with Motor City Pride and Ferndale Pride where we where we practice. I mean, you know we. Uh, yeah, we played a few pride festivals. We, we just released a, we just released a track uh, where all of, all of the money went towards uh, Michigan Equality. That's awesome for, for people who are, uh, are victim of, of, of LGBT uh, violence. Is yeah. the benefit kind of charity show something that you guys do frequently and kind of do as much as possible, or is it kind of just like as it comes up and you get asked like, hey, more like the latter? Yeah, like it's not something we go out of our way to look for, but we're always happy to do it when we can. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and like obviously like the, this the song that we put out earlier this year, uh, I wrote a couple of days after the Orlando uh -huh. shooting and everything. 
I mean, we went and recorded it as, as soon as possible. And sure. So we could just get it out there. And, I mean, we were selling it just like online and donated all the money and still donate all the money uh, to Equality Michigan just because, like, it, it feels like the right thing to do. Like, yeah. We kind of have, like, I personally have a stake in this as well. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of specific, and Quality Michigan isn't a national thing, and it's not related exactly to Orlando, but, but. it's, you know, the, it's where I live. It yeah, it's, yeah. It's part of my community. Yeah, and I think that's, like, really awesome that... I feel that so many people forget kind of punk's roots in the activism side of things and finding something that you're passionate about and doing things to like make a difference is like really just like makes the music better, makes like you guys as like friends better, just as like all good vibes all around and I commend you guys on that. Part of the thing that I liked about like the punk and the sky scene and everything was that it's so obviously open-minded yeah you know like respect oriented and when i like came out i came out on record before i came out to my family oh, really? like I'm, because like i knew that like my parents weren't listening to my music it was safer to make a record sure. put it online then like I was more comfortable doing that than telling my parents. Turns out my parents are cool. They're fine. It was never an issue. All right. Never should have been an issue. But I mean, where I was at at the time was like music is where I'm, I'm definitely safe. Yeah, therapeutic outlet. Yeah. Right. And it was all kind of sparked by um, like a bomb the music industry song, Save the War, which is definitely like an LGBT rights song. Yeah. And I heard that song being a big fan of Jeff Rosa Socks, and I was like, well, if this straight dude is singing about this shit, I need to own up to it. I need to do my fucking part now. Yeah. And so that turned into me writing a whole album that's <laughs> all, like, queer-oriented. That's about awesome. About my, my own, about politics, and about, like, my own thoughts and fears and experiences. Yeah. And obviously, like, it's not perfect in the punk community. There's still plenty of problems. Yeah. You still run into, like, you can still play a show and there will be, like, hardcore bros calling each other faggots. It's, I mean, punk's not perfect. Right. But it's a nice place to be uh, if you're a minority. <laughs> yeah. It, better than probably any other music community. Yeah. I would assume. And... It, it's a good, it's a obvious place to have a message, and it's like you can communicate yeah. something and you actually make an effect. Yeah. It's not going to come off as combative necessarily. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you can be extreme, but <laughs> it's not going to come off as combative, and it's almost expected of, of bands a lot of the time. Mm. So it's, I mean, for where our heads are at. It's we're lucky we play punk. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so what's uh, w looking into the future? What can we expect uh, with the band in terms of any new songs in the pipeline? Uh, any big shows? Any like out of state stuff? Uh, anything? Anything going on at the end of 2016 into 2017 to be on the lookout for? When you caught us like weird, we just went on like a quick 10 day run. Uh, did an East Coast stretch, probably one of our most successful tours, and like it was, it was all great. I mean, you know, we played to a crowd of seven people, but they bought all of our merchandise, and like we really, connected, oh, wow. we really connected with them. Yeah, know? like we got to play with some phenomenal musicians. We played a basement show with Victor Gerald from the Slackers. Hell yeah! On a Tuesday night in uh, what was it? Uh, New, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Jersey. What? And there were like sixty people there. How fucking random is that? On a Tuesday in a haunted house basement with Vic from the Slackers. Yeah. Like, 
as cool as he is. Like, he's a personal hero of mine. Yeah. And, like, I got to sing Policeman with him. Like, the, you know, the Silencers song. Yeah. It was amazing. Every night had something great, you know? And so, like, we did that. And, like, we're old. That's getting married. Like, uh, Congratulations. Josh is about to go. Wait, you just, you're, you're going for an interview. Yeah, I got a new job soon. To get a new nice. job. Gonna be, he's gonna fix people's brains. Dang. I'm, a brewer, I'm a brewer, and like you know, we we do what we, we what we can while we can. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think like the most like the biggest thing we got coming up right now is this split we're gonna be working on with uh, with a band called Texas Pete and the Revolutions. What are they from? Ypsilanti, right? They're from all over Southeast Michigan and parts of Northern Ohio. Okay. Uh, they, they started in Toledo, and now they're kind of all over the place. Awesome, yeah. Uh, they're a Scott band. Their uh, guitarist has a studio and is starting up a record label. And I already can tell that his studio work is incredible, so he's going to make it sound real good. Hell yeah. Uh, and so we're going to be part of like the launch of a label with him and see where that goes. Right now we're That's negotiating awesome. like uh, like the theme of this EP. Like we don't just want to put like a couple songs out. We want it to like there's a lot to be said. So we sure. want it to be coherent. And I mean like we're not a ska band, but we're ska fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and like we love working with Scott. We we, we get on mostly ska shows. <laughs> yeah. Like, last year we did a string of dates with the Slackers, which is like totally like, not not obvious. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I'm lucky enough to call some of those guys like buddies. Yeah. And, and I mean that's flattering enough because they're legitimately my favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the fact that we got to do shows with them and they were all packed and we were really well received, being uh, like a snarky punk band, yeah, playing in front of a classy rock city band, <laughs> was it was a great feeling, man. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, so yeah, so like we're, we're still heavily entrenched in ska music, despite the fact that... Well, they still play in a ska band. Um, but like, as a band, we're not a ska band yeah. <laughs> by any stretch anymore. Yeah. So, like, the point is, for the CP, or for the split we're doing, I mean, we're going to come up with a theme. We're going we're gonna to try to work with the different styles and, like, different ideas. And, like, yeah. Really put out, like, something that, that's, I don't know, that, that speaks towards what's going on in the world or what's going on in our lives. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, we'll definitely be updating you guys on the Frisky Morrison Friends Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff page. Let's, uh, the music's starting to kick up, so let's do our quick speed round. I'm going to ask a question and you answer as individuals. Some questions will just be you as a musician, not necessarily you and this band. Uh, but first one is, as this band, if you guys did any covers, what was the first song you covered as a band? I think it was Live Forever. Live Forever by Frank White. Nice. They're a Detroit punk band that my brother was in. Hell yeah. Uh, they're incredible. Check them out. You have to. You have to. I, actually, they're Blackjack Wilson now. They're not allowed to use the name Frank White. They got sued by a rapper. Oh, God. <laughs> they, they were threatened yep, to be sued. That sounds about right. They were threatened to be sued <laughs> by a rapper. So they had to change their name to Blackjack Wilson. Nice. They were incredible. Our first show, we played with my brother's other band, and we covered his song. Nice. And... <laughs> So yeah, favorite and the, and the Suicide Machines and Hellmouth and We Are the Union. Like, yeah, all of those yeah. bands played our first show. <laughs> Jay doing double duty with Hellmouth yeah, and yeah. Suicide Machines. Nice. <laughs> uh, favorite alcoholic beverage. Coke. Specific type of rum in that Coke. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just beer. 
a specific style. IPAs, IPAs. Tell them we're due. Irish whiskey. Alrighty. Uh, favorite venue to play in your hometown? Sanctuary. The sanctuary. 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 <laughs> Definitely. And that's in Detroit for yes. those of you guys. It says Ferndale on the Facebook page, but that's yeah. the Detroit venue. No, the band is from Ferndale. Yeah. The sanctuary is like three minutes from my house. Oh, okay. So. Perfect. It's, it's right around the corner. <laughs> um, the first record album piece of music that you remember buying with your own money. Your mind was Oasis. What's the story, Morning Glory? Yes, there we go. No effects, no. war on errorism. Nice. Slipknot's Iowa. Hell yeah. Wow. That <laughs> is, and you wonder why their band is a diverse <laughs> blend of musical styles. Um, if you could open up for one band, living or dead, as a musician, who would it be? No effects. No effects? Feasible now that Paris now. Yeah, we got friends on fat now. Um, I think I'm torn between Goldfinger okay. and Jimmy Cliff. Nice. <laughs> Tom Waits. Tom Waits, hell yeah. Shit, yeah. If you can pinpoint one band that you listened to them or heard them or saw them live and after that you were like, I need to do what they're doing, I need to be in a band. What was that band that made you want to be in a band yourself? Catch 22. Nice. Josh and I went to that same Catch 22 show. So yeah, that was, that was like, oh, yeah. we kind of like looked at each other and were like, this has got to happen. We have not stopped playing music since. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer for that. I, I, I think when I started songwriting, it was an accident, and I didn't intend to be a musician. Oh, really? I honestly think that's how... Like, I never was like, this is my plan. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Murray, like a solo acoustic ska dude, okay. uh, was one of the first guys that kind of made me feel like I could do it. Yeah. Uh, but I hadn't seen him at the time. But, like, hearing his music, I was like, all right, if this guy can do it, like, that's, that's a legitimate avenue to just do it by myself. Hell yeah. And then... The band thing just kind of came after. <laughs> nice. Last question. Your favorite Matt Wixon and the Flying Circus song. Perpetual Emotion Machine. Oh. I think I... I want to say Fig Jam. I want to say Love Lives. Awesome. You're going to hear another song from these guys. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. The show has officially started. GTG Fest Day 2 is underway. Have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is Percy Morris and Friends. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. If you are a bigot, then there's the door. That bullshit just won't fly no more. The days of intolerance and hate are done. Homophobia is over. We won. We won.